0: Hey, I'm Drew. And I'm Tim. And this is the Hearts and Hands Podcast. In Season 5, Episode 2, we give an update on the state of the Hearts and Hands organization. Welcome to another episode of the Hearts and Hands podcast. I'm your host, Drew Sonnenberg, joined as always by my co-host, Tim Babler. Tim, last week, we kind of give a tease about this week about what we'd be talking about. And now people get to find out what's going on, right?
1: Yes, we're super excited to kind of introduce you to the new Hearts and Hands and all these new exciting things we've got going on. And we had the opportunity to talk this week with our good friend, Carissa Nelson. And we are excited to get right into that episode. So let's Dive
0: right in. Today, we are excited to welcome to the podcast our good friend Carissa Nelson. Welcome, Carissa. Thank you. For our listeners who may be a little unfamiliar with you, could you briefly introduce yourself, please?
2: Sure. I'm Carissa Nelson, and I work for myself as primarily a graphic designer and artist. I started out in the world of architecture and moved into illustration and graphic design. So I like to do a lot of things with digital art and my focus now is primarily art and graphic design for churches so worship art and especially logos for churches
0: and all of you listening are almost certainly familiar with at least some of her work because she also designed the hearts and hands logo so thank you for that carissa
2: you're welcome that was a great project
0: We also wanted to bring you on today because you are a big part moving forward of Hearts and Hands in general, and we kind of alluded to on the last episode that there's been some big things in the works behind the scenes, and we just wanted all three of us to be able to talk about it. All three of us are very involved in this. Uh, and so I'll just go ahead and say it. Uh, the biggest thing we've been working on is securing nonprofit status here in the state of Wisconsin. We've done all of the legal paperwork. I've got a nice big binder full of corporate records from our lawyer. So we are our own entity now. Uh, we are a nonprofit called the Hearts and Hands Creative Arts Ministry Incorporated. That's the big news.
1: So one of the biggest updates is a part of becoming a nonprofit in the state of Wisconsin. And for the, the good of the ministry as a whole is we have um, formed a board of directors and one of, well, all three of us get to be involved in that. Drew has taken on the role of, I'm going to say this incorrectly, uh, executive director, director, president, president of, there we go. Drew has taken on the role of president of Hearts and Hands and I get to serve on the board as the secretary. And Carissa, you also get to serve on the board.
2: That's right. I'm working with communications. So director of communications is my role on the board.
0: We should, as long as we're at it, mention the other members of the board as well. Uh, we have our chairman of the board is Caleb Schmigge, uh, who's been on the podcast before. He is a pastor and a songwriter down in Doral, Florida. We also have Greg Holtzieder. Who is a name you might not be as familiar with? He does not consider himself an artist or a creative, but has been a huge supporter of the work of Hearts and Hands over the years. He currently serves in Newall, Minnesota at Martin Luther College as a math instructor and the basketball coach, but he is a math guy. Uh, he and I took a lot of math classes together back in college. Uh, he is taking the role of treasurer, and we're very excited uh, for his work there. Then we have Faith Belt, who was just on the podcast last week, an artist down in Tennessee. She is taking the role of vice president. And as we mentioned, Tim is the secretary. And finally, we have an uh, an advisor to the board. He's not an official board member, doesn't get a vote or anything. But that is Kent Reeder, our friend who has been a part of Hearts and Hands from the beginning, but is also a very busy guy. So he didn't want to overcommit and being a full board member like that. So yeah, that's the the big news. Uh, I guess maybe we could talk a little bit about why we decided this was the right move now and what we can expect Hearts and Hands to be able to do moving forward now that we are our own separate nonprofit.
1: So Hearts and Hands is, um, as we've talked about before, an amalgamation of two separate entities, formerly known as the Community of Wells Creatives and Bread for Beggars, so the co- core focus of Hearts and Hands Ministry is to support Christian artists by providing opportunities to create, grow, and make connections both with each other and with their audience. We wanted to be able to do that in a variety of ways. So we've actually, um, as a board, been working through our some long-term and short-term planning, creating uh, specific measurable goals that we can, um, or targets that we're going to try to attain over the course of the next one, three, and five years um, in order to be able to better serve this community of artists and our community of patrons, our community of supporters, our community of followers, our community of listeners, all these groups of people that, that we are now have the opportunity to serve.
2: That's right. And I think this is an exciting time because the some of these goals were set actually a few years ago when we started with a vision traction organize or VTO yes. group to set the direction for a group that could carry out this mission. And it was a future goal to become a nonprofit. And now we've reached that goal and are setting some more goals out in the future. So looking at having more workshops and weekends for artists to get together and create more art, more content, songs, stories. So now we are Figuring out how many and at what rhythm we want to be able to offer those opportunities and to ask a lot of questions about how we can best support artists and also connect them with artist supporters.
0: Yeah, I do think, at least in the past, Hearts and Hands has kind of been at its best When we are putting on events like the workshops or like the songwriting weekends where artists can connect with each other and with other supporters and things like that and just, uh, you know, share ideas. But also just not feels so isolated. Um, I think that's a, a problem that a lot of artists seem to share is that they're off in Tennessee, they're off in Florida, they're off in Washington. And they they just don't feel like there's a lot of people near them that they can relate to or that they can, you know, bounce ideas off of and things like that. So being able to create those opportunities for them to connect with each other has been huge in in helping hearts and hands grow and helping hearts and hands uh, achieve some of its goals and things like that. So, you know, we've we talked a lot last week about the upcoming workshop. That's a big one for us this year. We've got big plans for the next year for some of those artist weekends like Carissa mentioned of we we're bringing back the story or the songwriting weekends, but we're expanding to also storyteller weekends and visual artist weekends as well. And we should have announcements about those hopefully soon-ish.
2: And meanwhile, everyone can listen to last week's podcast to, if they haven't listened to it already to get filled in on the closest event, which is the workshop coming up this summer.
1: So one of the questions that we get asked a lot about Hearts and Hands is who really is this for? If someone asked that question, how would you respond to that? Sure. We we sort of talked about this a little last week about who
0: the workshop is for because the workshop kind of isn't necessarily just for the artists themselves but also you know pastors that are looking to integrate more art into their congregations or other people that are working with or supporting artists in some way but as far as what types of artists are we talking about we generally kind of split them into three categories we have our storytellers which is intentionally sort of vague there's lots of different ways you can tell a story but we're thinking in general about people who are using words uh, often written word rather than you know spoken or uh, filmed or whatever you want to call it Um, but not necessarily exclusive to the written word we have our songwriters which is fairly self-explanatory and we have our visual artists which is also very vague intentionally you know if you're a sculptor, if you're a painter, if you are a, a digital graphic designer, but it's also, we, we understand that there's a lot of, of artists that their, their work kind of crosses over between two or three of those categories. Uh, we've had, you know, puppeteers on the podcast before. What would, is that a storyteller? Is that a visual artist? What is, I uh, it doesn't matter really which one it is, but we're here for you. We want to support you and your work and find ways to
1: connect you with more people as well. When it comes to the musician side of things, too, it's not necessarily just that you are a songwriter per yeah. se, but we've had people on the podcast in the past, and there are other people in the community that are proficionados or aficionados, I think is the correct terminology, on an instrument. Is that the word? I don't know. There's Perciosa. a word. Who are virtuosos on an instrument? I'm I'm thinking specifically uh, Lydia Metzger, right? She is a violinist, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. and maybe doesn't write songs, or maybe does, but it's not necessarily about the lyrics. It's about the music and being being a musician, um, especially a Christian musician, whether it's one who regularly uses his or her gifts to um, edify a church service or to put on Christian concerts or just is a christian in the musician world doing cool things you know yeah
0: to kind of expand on that like just thinking about musicians again you know there lydia Allison shinnick we've had on the podcast another phenomenal uh, performer as well but you know we've had steven springborn who's going to be presenting at the workshop who uh, primi- primarily works in like arranging music and uh, coming up with new arrangements of hymns and things like that. We have others that, uh, will write music for like films and things like that. And as you know, the background music type of stuff. Uh, we've got people like, Elliot Schrader, who you know works in the back end of things and production of music, also writes his own music, which isn't necessarily worship music or things like that, but um, it's still music that comes from a Christian heart. And you know, so we're supporting people like that as well.
2: I think that we also are interested in mentoring the future creatives of the church. So if students are just starting to get an interest in any of these areas the artists are excited to talk about the potential for developing those gifts for the future.
1: A big portion of what we do has to do with just making connections. And we talked about encouraging and supporting, but um, that kind of goes along with what you're saying, Carissa. Like we want to make connections, especially younger artists may not have their community of artists already, or if they do, it's something they may be found in high school or in college, and it's not necessarily Christian artists either. So there's nothing wrong with with being a part of large organizations or groups that are outside of the the church or the Christian world, but being able to bounce ideas off of other people who have been doing this for a longer period of time or have a similar background or faith background to you is, is very valuable, in my opinion.
2: Right. I think there's a lot of opportunity through hearts and hands for young people to find out what other people are doing with those gifts. And as they're trying to look at what college programs they want to pursue or wondering what what career opportunities there are or, or just what they might want to do as a side gig. There's a lot of artists to connect with, even if they're listening to the podcast to figure out what's being done now or coming to the workshop to have those one-on-one conversations about what job opportunities are there or what areas of study did you go through in college. There's a lot of opportunity there through Hearts and Hands.
0: Yeah, I think, like I said, in the past, I feel like Hearts and Hands has been at its best when it's putting on events like this and not to disparage any aspects of it, because obviously I've been a part of planning these and I thought they went great. But like, I don't remember a whole lot from any like individual breakout session that I went to at the last workshop they were all great. I remember loving them, but I don't like, there's not a lot that really sticks out in my memory. What sticks out is, are those connections I was able to make in one-on-one conversations or in small group conversations with other artists and other like-minded people that, you know, last week on the podcast, Faith talked about making all those connections when she came to the last one in St. Croix and how it kind of changed the direction of her career path and everything. Like, it's... It wasn't that she went and saw, you know, Mike Westendorf give a great presentation. He did. But it was in having uh, more one on one conversations with Karen Getzinger and Jason Jasperson that she was like, oh, there's there's a different path here that I didn't know existed. And now I do because I'm having these conversations with people who have been there, who have gone through different experiences than I have.
2: Right, it's pretty powerful to be able to be part of a community. It's cool that God has sprinkled creative people geographically apart from each other, so that they can serve the church all over. But it's very nice to be able to come together, and then when we go home, we still feel part of that community.
1: Well put. I feel like like to kind of summarize the question of who's this for. I mean, if you're listening, this this is for you. You are you are (laughs) a part of the community, whether you uh, chose to be or not. Like, welcome. We're glad to have you. One question that i'm sure will come up at
0: least from time to time is the uh, the idea of fundraising whenever you hear about a nonprofit you hear about fundraising one of the big reasons we wanted to form our own nonprofit was t- so that we would be eligible for things like grants and and gifts of that sort uh and so we're going we're working hard on things like that on you know making the best use of the the gifts that we have been given and the the gifts that d- various uh, foundations and, and grant organizations have been given. We want to be good stewards in that way. But we're obviously also going to rely to some degree or another on the patrons of this organization. We have many people who have supported us over the years, and we're always super grateful for them. And we will never say no to more of them. At the moment, I will say that we, since we have just founded the organization... We're still in the midst of things like setting up our bank account and uh, a giving platform and things like that. Um, but if you are interested in learning more about uh, giving or being a patron, I, I would urge you to reach out to, to me directly and I can answer a lot of those questions for you. Don't normally do this, but I'm going to give out my personal email address. It is SonnenbergDrew at gmail.com. That's s o n n e n b e r g d r e w at gmail.com. I would love to have a conversation with you about uh, what the organization is hoping to do moving forward, how your gifts would be used and so on, and uh, just what like a timeline and the the nitty-gritty of a donation might look like. But again, we'll be thankful for that. I just saw got a comment in the chat that I need to get a better email address. We're working on that too. We are getting email addresses that will be better. But for the time being, feel free to reach out to me there.
2: Your communication director might have been the one to comment about that. Might have
0: been the one. Yes, we will all be getting official hearts and hands email addresses very soon as well. And that'll make communication a lot smoother.
2: I think at that upcoming workshop, several of the board members will be there and happy to talk with people, answer questions about becoming a patron, and to talk through what their investment will be supporting.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think that just about wraps up all of the things we wanted to communicate to you, our listeners. If you have any questions, if anything was unclear, we would love to clear that up for you. Um, So feel free to reach out to any of us. Probably the simplest way is either through that personal email address I gave you earlier, or just if you want to talk to the podcast in general, you can do that at
1: heartsandhandspodcast at gmail.com as well. And we want to say thank you to Krista for joining us on the podcast this week. And thanks for your both work that has been done and all the upcoming work that you'll be doing to uh, benefit the organization as a whole, the ministry as a board member.
2: It has been a lot of fun to be a part of the board. So thanks for having me on to talk about that experience.
1: That wraps it up
0: for another episode of the podcast. As always, if you have questions, you want answers to people you want to hear from, or you want to talk about the new project you are working on, we would love to hear from you. Feel free to
1: reach out to us at heartsandhandspodcast at com. And we appreciate the years of support that we've been getting from our patrons on Patreon at patreon.com slash heartsandhandspodcast. If you're interested in supporting the show, that's a great way to do so. If you're also interested in supporting Hearts and Hands as an organization, feel free to go to heartsandhands.art, and in the upper right-hand corner, there's a Give button. We'd love to begin to collect donations um, that can be used for our ministry moving forward. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.